Welcome to Rebranding Branding, Discover Your Brand Mojo, hosted by brand strategist and provocateur, Darren Taylor. Today, we have a very special guest, Mark Wilson, who is the CMO of the iconic brand, Blackberry. Remember that name? Mark's going to tell us about the iconic brand's spectacular and successful pivot and relaunch to a global AI cybersecurity software leader. Welcome, Mark. Great to be here. Great to have you. So, Mark, could you kindly first tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're based and, and, and your current role, and, and perhaps a little history uh, of, of you in, 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 uh, in BlackBerry? Sure. So I joined BlackBerry in 2014. Uh, and, you know, when I joined BlackBerry, Alicia Keys was our creative director. The Black Eyed Keys was a corporate band because everybody needs a corporate band. And we were losing, I think, $1.4 billion per uh, quarter right now. So not a, a wow. And so then really participating with the team in terms of the massive transformation around BlackBerry. Before BlackBerry, I was uh, CMO at uh, Avaya, which is an enterprise communications company. And then before that, I led marketing for a company called Sybase, uh, which is in database, enterprise database software, which was acquired by KPMG. And then way before that- SAP company, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Great, okay. So you, you've been at BlackBerry for about seven years. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. And so you've been at the helm of this this reinvention, is that right? Well, I think it's a whole team. Uh, that's, <laughs> I would say our CEO, John Chen, has been at the helm of the reinvention, but I certainly have played uh, a, a supporting role in terms of all of the marketing around the reinvention. Fantastic. So before we before we dive into, I'm intrigued to, to hear all about uh, the reinvention of BlackBerry, because it is a brand that many of us wouldn't have heard about since the, the late 90s, early, early 2000s. So um, it's, it's very intriguing. So, but I have to ask you the question, what does brand mean to you? What does brand mean to you? So for me, uh, brand, brand is, is somebody's perception of a company or their product or their service. And ideally, it's it's the it's the emotion that is invoked with that service or that company. When brands are at their best, it's the emotion that is that connection to that brand or that company or to the product or the service. Right. It's I ask that question to all of my guests, and I get unsurprisingly very many different answers. But um, so 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 that's great. Um, the emotion. Um, uh, that, that drives the perception of a brand. That's great. So um, what does brand mean to BlackBerry and how important has the, the brand, uh, the legacy brand been uh, in, in the reinvention? So what's interesting in the BlackBerry brand is, you know, Black, BlackBerry really created the category of, of uh, you know, mobility or, or enterprise mobility or yeah. being able to work anytime, anywhere, which really, when you think about it in that time of the late nineties, there was not that same, that same thing. And so really you, you could have with Blackberry, you saw the lawyers writing their briefs on a Blackberry or novelists writing their novels or journalists filing their stories. Like everybody could then work anytime, anywhere, which was a completely revolutionary idea. Um, and Before so really it's time, it's, you would say. 
before it's well, it, it created that. And, and that's what's so amazing about the BlackBerry brand is you have this thing that you could then begin to communicate with anybody anywhere. And it and it just took off globally. Like our species is an inherently communicative uh, species and it really took off around the world became a global phenomenon. Yeah, we, um, for the digital natives among us, we probably take it for granted that, uh, uh, that it did start and it didn't start with, with, with Apple. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? We've got short oh, memories. So, yeah. Um, and so tell us perhaps a little bit about BlackBerry's journey, where it started and, and, and then what happened when the iPhone came out and, and then more recently around the, the, the pivot to where you are now. So, so, in, so Black, BlackBerry actually started in terms of, of securing communications between point of sale terminals and signs. Uh, it then transitioned that into a mobile device that you could effectively um, go beyond like a pager into a two-way communication that allowed you to do email. Uh, and then from that, it got into more enterprise applications and, and became an enterprise uh, tool. Um, so that, 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 that's kind of where it started. It was always known as that thing that is highly safe, you know, highly secure, highly productive, you know, uh, and so it was this enabling tool that allowed you to do all these things. And I think that, that that's really the story of BlackBerry's. What we saw is uh, with the consumerization of phones, uh, we saw that BlackBerry, you know, it, it, it transitioned its business model. And for us coming in when I joined, uh, really looking at, okay, what are we really good at? It is all about safety, security, privacy. You know, BlackBerry would never sell you data um, for any reason. Uh, and we really saw that, that that that's where we had been and that's who we are at our core. And we said, okay, well, you know, if we're really good at this, what do we take what we're really good at and where, where can we apply it? And we realized, oh my gosh, like what we're really good at in terms of safety, security, privacy, like everybody needs that. Uh, and so we saw that we could begin to put that that same software into many types of endpoints. And so now we're in over, our software is in over 500 million endpoints, including over 175 million cars. Uh, so you know, if the car you drive, I'm sure has BlackBerry in it. In fact, we're in more cars today than we were ever in phones at any given time. But because it's 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 not visible to the consumer. People may not know that they're using BlackBerry in their car, but they are. Um, and so that, that's really been our pivot is, is get, get that safety security uh, software into this whole explosion of the internet of things and all these connected devices. Just all, all of those devices are only getting more and more intelligent and more and more powerful, including your car uh, or including Absolutely. all of your enterprise applications. Let's make sure we make them as safe as, and secure and private as possible. And so that meant us acquiring a whole bunch of, of different kinds of technologies and capabilities such as advanced artificial intelligence and machine learning through our, our acquisition of a company called Silence uh, and really building out this highly scalable, robust platform that is all about securing and enabling the So it's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating story about a, a brand um, uh, sort of doubling down on its on its on its core strengths and and getting in touch with its DNA and and really leveraging that. So it's less about it being a, a consumer uh, electronics or, or technology company to being more of a a, a, a pure tech uh, company. Would you would you agree? 
I, I think it's right. Like I, the thing that makes our, our story interesting is we, we did a, a double pivot. So we pivoted from hardware to software. Uh, we also pivoted from consumer now into enterprise. Uh, that is, you know, anybody to say, hey, pivoting your business is hard. It really is. Like it, it requires significant cultural change. It requires, you know, rethinking your product portfolio. Like there's a lot of change that goes into it. This is also though, it's a question of brand, which is what sticks you through is a strong brand and a strong brand identity. So we kind of knew what we were good at. So that, that was the thing that really kind of anchored us as we went through this pivot. So can you talk through, you know, some of the, the key things that needed to shift uh, to, to bring, bring about that transformation? I mean, you just touched on it. Uh, lightly, but what what are some of the the key things that were really challenging to in navigating that 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 pivot from hardware to software? It's it's a lot. I mean, when you think about it, like <laughs> when you make hardware, you 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 know you know the bill of materials, you know how to manufacture, you get the whole pieces of the supply chain. You know, it's 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 a and what's good is when you're operating your best. Everybody knows exactly where they fit into that, that machine and that operation. Uh, so for us, taking that and, and, and pivoting that and refocusing it onto software is a significant, it's a significant change. Um, and that requires changing in everything that you do. It requires changing in your R&D uh, and how you think about a release cycle. And, and with software, you can have a much faster release cycle in terms of uh, updates and, and mm. how you're actually uh, bringing out new enhancements so that you're continuously um, uh, releasing new capabilities in the market, as opposed to having a stuck production schedule, hardware or manufacturing production schedule. So how you build the products is very different. How you distribute the products, how you sell the products, uh, how you manage inventory, uh, how you price, um, really every, how you market. I'd say really everything is different in terms of how you, you pivot from hardware to digital software. That's interesting. And so you, you refer to brand as being a sort of an anchor point throughout that that period of great change. How did it how did it underpin um, the sort of internal changes as well as the external external changes? How did it really uh, provide that you know that uh, that life life raft uh, that guiding light? So it's it's just as brand is the perception that people have of, of a company or their products. Um, brand is also your identity in some ways, and so Absolutely. that thing that you deliver is you as a company. And so as long as you know what you're about, I think that that's the anchor of what brand brings. Um, so you know that you're about safety and privacy and security. Uh, don't stray from that. You know that you're good at that. Don't stray from it. You're just taking that core essence of who you are and you're redirecting it at a different part of Yeah, right. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. You've you've mentioned the, the emotional connection that people have to the historic BlackBerry brand. And how how have you captured that in, in its new endeavors? And you might want to speak to the to the to the new campaign that's just been been launched uh, early in March. So it's neat. what's neat in that connection is if you ask anybody who had a BlackBerry, oftentimes you'll hear, oh, I was the last person in my organization that had it. You know, people that people will often say they had to pry it out of my hand. You know, I wasn't going to let it go. 
And, and, and if you're a, a CIO or chief information officer dealing with managing all of these types of devices, it was the product that delivered on its promise. Like it, its promise was, hey, we're gonna allow all your people to work anytime, anywhere and in a highly secure way. And it absolutely delivered that, no problems. It was, a, it was very, very effective. Uh, so for us, we wanna make sure we, we capitalize on that. So with our new campaign, it, our new campaign is all about uh, intelligent security everywhere. So just as we put the power of the office in somebody's hand with a mobile device, we're now putting that, that same power and security into everything that they touch. And so we, what, one of our taglines is, our devices change where we work, our security is changing how we work. Um, and so the whole idea that you can now be secure with really advanced features in artificial intelligence, allow you to be much more secure in getting your job done, and no matter where you may be, and no matter what types of tools you might be using. Yeah, okay, that's that's really interesting. How has COVID, um, is, is it just um, a coincidence that you've launched this campaign post-COVID or is, or is that sort of planned in some way? So it was in a way kind of fortuitous. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it just kind of happened that way. So yeah. when COVID hit, you know, I, I would say as a, as a marketer, and I'd say this for all of my peers in marketing, when COVID hit, you really had to throw out whatever playbook you had at that moment. You, you know, you, you know, the world was dramatically changed. And the last thing that you could do was continue to run the same message or the same, it would be like ignoring COVID is just wrong. Like this is a, a global phenomenon that has emotionally affected everybody in terms of how they work, how they interact with others. Uh, to not recognize it would be a little odd. So for us, what that meant in terms of reacting was we completely retooled, uh, you know, not only our message, but our offer. So what we said is we were giving away our software for free. And our view was, hey, look, all of your people are now working from home. Uh, your security perimeter has gone from your office now to the homes of every one of your employees. It's a very porous security uh, perimeter. Um, yep. So the bad guys can absolutely, if they were having a problem getting into your home, into your uh, office, they're really not having so much of a problem getting in through the home. And so this, this meant a really fundamental shift in terms of how people thought about security. Our view was, okay, you can take our software for free. Like the main thing is make sure that your operations are running. We'll figure everything else out in the end. But in terms of supporting you, in terms of how you're going to use the products, just use it and we will sort things out. And I think that that we we embrace that view and that hey, you know, we're all going through this tough time. There's a lot of emotion of everybody figuring out how to how do you work from home exactly? How do you, you know, school your kids while you're working from home, while you're doing everything else? So our view is let's just make sure everybody's secure and then we will figure this out. And and I'll say that that's where a lot of our effort was in the first, you know, call it, I'd say three months, three months in a hardcore way, and then it kind of extended into six months. I think organizations have now kind of figured out how do you enable your mobile workers. Um, but for us, then it was kind of like this campaign of intelligence security everywhere was fortuitous in that we saw that you really need to have intelligence security everywhere. And something like COVID only amplifies that, that your employees, no matter where they are, or your operations, no matter where they are, only yeah. need to be more secure. And I'll add, it was during yeah. COVID that the, the attackers 
they did not rest. You know, they were very aggressive in this time. Uh, well, like, they were well, hacking I mean, everything. I think yeah. uh, during COVID, I think uh, in the in the in the business press here, there was you know one every week, if not more. Um, it was certainly uh, they saw it as an opportunity. Yeah, it, and it was. I mean, they were, and you, and you saw it. Nation states were doing it. You saw yep. the rise of like for-profit companies that were hacked for hires. That they were doing it for. They, you could outsource the hacking uh, to third parties. You saw nation states being more blatant about it, and then they were going after everything, all types of information. Uh, and so uh, as people's guards were down, that's when they were most aggressive. And so we see that this was the time that you wanted to make sure that you're secure. And, and so for us, that emotional resonance of, hey, intelligence security everywhere, this is how you're going to, uh, you're going to, you're going to um, you know, drive off those attacks. So in summary, it's been a perfect storm for the brand. <laughs> oh, you know, I hate. I, I, I would say, I would hate to say. We certainly, I would hate to say we benefited from COVID because I don't think anybody benefited from COVID. But I do think that you know there are a lot of security concerns people had, and I think that we we helped to address them. So I'm intrigued as to. So it's it's the new BlackBerry is is sort of akin to the Intel inside concept. Um, uh, that we that we remember from a few years ago, and to what extent does the consumer need to know that BlackBerry uh, is inside a device or a uh, an ecosystem um, to drive preference or demand for your for your products? I mean, what role does the consumer have in this? It, you know, and I suppose this speaks to the to the shift, um, not just from hardware to software, but from consumer to enterprise. So it, it's interesting when you look at, at our software and cars. So our software and cars, we're at the highest level of safety certification. Uh, so okay. we are the safe, safest software that you can have in a car. And in fact, we have tools that will go and analyze all the, the software. And there's hundreds of millions of lines of code in a car. We have yeah. software that will analyze all of that code through the supply chain of all the, the different vendors that have made the, 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 the car. Uh, and that we're, we're focused on how do you actually secure all, all of this at the end of the day. So for us, the fact that it, we don't put a logo of BlackBerry in the car, we want to make sure that all of the car manufacturers deliver the brand experience that they want to deliver. So we're okay to be that kind of, your point, Intel inside. Uh, uh, where we, it's, it's okay that we're not front and center. As long, it, you know, when you get into Austin Martin, and you turn over the ignition and you hear yeah. it, yeah. that's the brand experience of Austin Martin. We want to make yeah. sure that we enable that experience that that brand manager wants to deliver to a team. And that 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 does not mean putting the BlackBerry logo uh, in there. Yeah, yeah. So you're very comfortable being backstage, um, very comfortable playing that role, um, but you want to increase the awareness uh, more generally that you are everywhere. Uh, and that you are underpinning uh, and enabling so many of the brands that we know and love. And, and, and that's it. Like we, we wanna make sure that you can be productive and that, that security and safety is not something that is an obstacle. A lot of times people will say, oh, if you want more security, then you're gonna have to jump through more hoops and it's a less, it's a less positive experience. Yeah. Our view is, our view is it's, a false, it's a false trade off. Uh, you don't have to have uh, a bad ex user experience and be very secure. You can be very secure and have a great user experience. 
And that's where tools around artificial intelligence and machine learning come into play, where you have all of these agents that are running in the background that basically can identify malware or threats and then begin to shut them down. So, you know, all of that is about you having a great user experience, but it not being, you know, compromised or, or, or limited in any way because of the security you have to run the policy. On a recent um, podcast, I interviewed a, a, a futurist that's working in the automotive industry um, out of Silicon Valley, and, and he was saying that he was he was he was telling us about the the meteor, meteoric rise of uh, um, autonomous vehicles, and I can see that that the importance of of cybersecurity in in automotive is only going to increase in support in, in its importance as 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 that continues. I think that's right. So I saw that, or I heard that podcast, which was amazing. And I, and I, I absolutely agree with it. Like, I think everybody's waiting for, or they, they want an autonomous vehicle. They want to be able to get in the car and read the newspaper on the way to work. Uh, you know, they want to be able to free up more time to do what they want to do if they don't want to drive. Those automobiles are only getting more intelligent, more sophisticated, more connected. And, and you know, it, it opens up a new opportunity for things like ransomware. Um, so I, I dread the, I, I dread the day that <laughs> I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to say, hey, take me home. And it says, oh, you've been breached. This is ransomware. I'm going to drive you over to the local convenience store where I want you to buy gift cards and send them to the following address. And then I will let you go home. And then it drives you doors lock, it drives you over to the convenience store to buy the gift cards to then give to some somebody in some 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 place. Uh, so like I, I fully expect that, that I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. It's very much our job and marker to make sure that does Not such a fanciful idea. Not such a fanciful idea. <laughs> in, I think ransomware in the car, it will it will certainly happen. Um, but, but but also then you look at within cars these connected cars, there's all these new services that are going to be delivered in the car. So as yeah. these cars, you know, the cars are more expensive uh, to build as an autonomous car. Uh, you yeah. know, you want to have the payoff for it. So there's more services that will come to the car. There's yeah. a, a stronger digital experience that will come into the car. Like all of these things are kind of new that will disrupt the automotive industry for the positive. Like McKenzie company came out with a report saying, they see new services coming into cars um, as a $1.5 trillion market. Um, all of that is, is, is effectively new revenue in terms of these new kinds of services coming into the automotive industry. So these cars are incredibly more sophisticated, more connected, more autonomous. And then it's also will deliver a, a, a richer experience. So when I'm um, getting in, in into the driverless vehicle, um, to, to, to get into the city in, in 10 years time or five years time or even three years, maybe next year perhaps, um, I'll feel far more comfortable knowing that it's, uh, it's protected by BlackBerry, yeah? Yes, exactly, that's ex exactly. That's, that's great. So it's, it's interesting, I'm sure this, this is, there's been a huge re-education brief um, as part of this pivot, right? Um, how have you educated the market on, on this change in offering? Because it's a, it's, a, it's a monumental shift. It really, it is. So, you know, the key of brand as a, as a marketer and around branding, it is, it's a thing where you wanna, you wanna capitalize on where you come from. 
So the, the, in terms of our narrative, we recognize where we come from and, and then we link that to where we're going. Um, so I think that that's a key part of, of the storytelling that we do. And then we do it across every every kind of communication channel. So we're 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 doing things around like around security where we'll do our own research. Um, so we recently uh, released a report um, around Bahamut, which is a hack for hire company, where we actually discovered that this there's an organization that is uh, that is its customers are governments and companies, and it is then going and hacking on their behalf and tracking different groups and different individuals within different industries. And so when you see that happening, what's kind of neat for us is, is you can identify that this is happening and you can then let those, those people that are being kind of monitored or attacked, let them know of what's happening and let the industry know. But to be part of the solution to that is actually quite gratifying. Yeah, fascinating. So. Are you, outside of automotive, are there any other sort of key industries that you're that you're embedded in? So you'll see it in medical equipment, so surgical robots. Uh, you'll see it in, in, in robots more broadly. Um, uh, that's a market we're in. Uh, in drones, um, it tends to be any sophisticated endpoint uh, or even traffic signals. Uh, the International Space Station, any anything that that has a sophistication to it as an endpoint, that's that's really our sweet spot. So, so not 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 my um, <clears throat> IoT toothbrush. Not the IoT toothbrush yet. I mean, like you know, <laughs> give it time. Like I bet that IoT toothbrush will, in time, become insanely sophisticated, and that, that you will want it secured. Uh, but yeah, not not that yet. Fantastic. So, um, what sort of? How did you change your brand strategy um, with this pivot? Um, was that was that a key focus of the of the work? Certainly, um, certainly in terms of looking at well, with this campaign specifically, before this campaign, we were running a campaign called Human Nature Proof, which is employees will work around security, uh, and also employees' mistakes are often the, the biggest problems of security. And so we were saying, hey, you can actually have a security that is uh, human nature proof. Which is it, people people will often work around security just to get their jobs done, uh, yeah, right. and so we're saying you can actually have security, and those people don't even know that it's there, and they can get their jobs done. So we saw that, and and we kind of made fun of it, where we would profile people in these interesting situations, uh, and it it was kind of tongue in cheek, and it was just kind of a fun way to do this. But we realized with COVID, it was like okay, we can't do that because it's not a fun tongue in cheek time anymore, and so yes. then we took a more serious. <laughs> Uh, right. Probably, probably would have been a bit tone deaf at the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I will say it was a great campaign. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun to make the spots. Uh, like it was, it was a lot of fun, but it was not exactly the right message. I think I know the answer to this question. But did you ever consider changing the name and the visual identity in the in the pivot? You know, it's it's a great question. That that certainly it's. It's it's one that had come up several times, and there were we we definitely looked at should we should we change the name back to RIM? So originally BlackBerry was called Research in Motion or RIM for short. So we we thought about that, and then we thought about just changing the name to a completely different name that that didn't connect to us. And and the challenge with that is you know you can change the name like we we could change the name to Strawberry, 
And I could say, hey, Darren, it's Mark <laughs> Strawberry. How you doing? I'd like to talk to you about security. And you'd probably respond, Strawberry. I've never heard of you guys. And I'd say, oh, yeah, we used to be BlackBerry. And you'd say, oh, BlackBerry. I remember BlackBerry. I, I had a BlackBerry, and it was amazing. So we knew that, you know, you could change, change the name. Uh, it's like if your kids aren't doing well in school, you could change their names. It doesn't really make any difference. Like, like you know, you, you got to pick something that's more for. And, and we love the equity that was in BlackBerry. So our view is, hey, there's a lot of great brand equity in it. Everybody knows it. Everybody's having experience around it. Now it's just a re-education around what that would means today. And it's a, and the brand has evolved with the time. Uh, so it's kind of like, what does that evolution actually look like? So certainly we looked at changing the name and we felt like the equity in, in BlackBerry was yeah, right. And and how did you get to that point? Was there was there sophisticated uh, modeling or was it really the, the the project team getting together and making the decision? Did you go through a formal process for that just out of interest? You know, it, it was really around like the, the it was the exec team, uh, you know, really with the CEO, uh, a lot of kind of experts, experts within our board of directors, experts outside of the company, where we really talked about it. Uh, and we, we thought about it. It wasn't a knee-jerk decision, but we thought about it. And then we came to that conclusion. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't hire like a big branding agency to come up with the decision. It was more, it was more led by the, the, the executive. Yeah. And I suppose to continue to, to, to maintain that continuity, you didn't change the visual identity much either, if at all? You know, it's funny, we looked at changing the logo of BlackBerry and the, the interesting thing is we, we actually came out with a new logo with thinner lines of the lettering and we showed it at, a, at a, an all employees meeting and the employees are like, what are you doing? We, we want the BlackBerry logo back. And so- There, there you go, there, there you go. An, an affinity to it that it's just like, we knew that there was something there. And, and the same thing with the, the Blackberries in the logo. Yeah. Um, we know that there's some, some goodness around it. In, in our new campaign and, and system, we really we pay homage to that. So we leverage those berries in a lot more of the creative um, because there's just, there's just terrific equities. I think there's some, some great lessons there for, for, for not throwing the baby out with the bathwater when, when faced with these, these uh, challenging decisions. And uh, I know many, many brands had to embrace that, that, uh, you know, that very decision. So I think that's very interesting. So we all ask all of our guests for a piece of advice. And um, do you have any sort of high level advice you'd give to a brand going through an enormous pivot like you have? Well, it, I think it is. I think the two, the two pieces of advice, that if, if you're going through a pivot, you need to know exactly what you're good at and exactly why, why you should certainly ask, why should this brand exist? Like, what is, what is the purpose of it? But is the world, would the world notice if this brand was on tomorrow? Uh, and, and, and you really need to get down to the essence of what is the thing that is interesting and unique about your brand um, to, its, to the essence and to its core. So that, that's the first step. And then the second step is you need to figure out who cares about that. Um, so are there, are there industries or segments or markets or consumers or buyers that care about what you're good at? And if, if there isn't, you have a bigger problem. Like you got to really think hard about what you're doing. But if you can figure out those those people that care, then you then you have something. And then it's a question of crafting the value proposition and your solutions and your products 
to serve those markets. Um, but I think that that's, that's really it. It's, it's those two things of know what you're really good at at, at the core. And, and without being trite, it's, it's not the symptoms of what you're good at, it's or the, 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 the things around what you're good at, it's the essence of what you're good at. You really need to be able to distill it down to that. And then it is to be smart about who, who will care about this. That, I think that's, that's the key to it. And then, and being, and then build on it. And then, uh, and, and have those things. Yeah, I, I think that, I think um, uh, going back to the core of, of your brand and really um, going inward and being, being very frank, and introspective um, and getting getting to the heart of it and and you know uh, sometimes that's quite challenging because you 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 may find things that you don't want to don't want to find <laughs> and I think I, a lot of sorry you go no I, I think you're exactly right you have to have a willingness to share so you can't hold on to things that don't belong you have to be open to shedding things around your brand and things that you might think are for the brand that maybe they're really not at the end of the day. But it is that, that point of you need to be willing to let things go. Um, it's like the, there's a show in the US of like this woman that comes in and cleans up people's apartments. Uh, and, uh, and you have to like thank it and then let it go. <laughs> it's like the pantry workshops. Yes. Exactly. Do, we, do, we, do we really need this? Uh, this canister that we've had since. Um... <laughs> so it's interesting. So um, thank you so much, Mark. It's been so interesting learning about uh, the BlackBerry journey. And it's, it's, it's extraordinary to think that, uh, that unbeknownst to many of us, there's been this extraordinary transformation going on in the background. And um, all of a sudden, you are everywhere again. And uh, it's, it's extraordinary. So what can our listeners do to help you um, sp spread the word? Or what would you, what would you like to offer them um, you know, in, this, in this podcast? Is there anything that, that we can do for you? You know, I, I would say learn more about our story and definitely share it amongst your friends. Like I, I will say we have a very active social media uh, program uh, across LinkedIn and Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, building it out in Instagram. And so follow us in any one of these channels. Uh, I, I think that's a great way to do it. And, or come to our website and learn more about what our story is um, and share it. Like if you were a fan and you have BlackBerry or if you have needs around security or in the security industry, absolutely uh, come and learn more about what we have to offer. And, and do, do you think that at some point um, in uh, with, with uh, autonomous cars, when we enter a, a, a car, we, we enter a car that's that's protected by BlackBerry. Will a dialogue box come up in our in, in, in our heads saying it's a bit protected by BlackBerry? I wonder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be very interesting to see. Uh, what, what's interesting is that time of getting in that on on the safari. It is it is out there. It's probably sooner than we may think. Uh, yeah, and and it's going to be fantastic. So. Yeah. Um, well, well, thank you so much, Mark. It's, uh, it's been wonderful talking to you and to hearing this most exciting news from BlackBerry. And we wish you and the team all the best for the campaign. Thank you Great. so much.
And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in today. We hope you found today's episode valuable. And remember, if you have a burning question or comment, feel free to pin me at talktome at rebrandingbranding.com.au and we'll see you next time. 